Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Round Table with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Round Table with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. I'm looking around for, for content and, and, and looking at different websites and everything. Of course, I, I fall on KSR. I fall on, I fall on the KSR here. All right. It's a Wednesday. It's a weird Wednesday. Welcome to the show. It's the Roundtable. I'm your host, James Strebel, Anna Tarullo. She's here today, sitting across from me. How you doing, Anna? I'm doing so good. I'm ready to get weird. Ready to get weird? Heck yeah. James Black producing today's effort. So let's go. All right, let's go ahead and do it. We don't want to keep him waiting any longer. Hit the opening. Let's go. Extraterrestrials, the occult. Gather around the lunch table, children. Don't try to get up. He won't let you leave. It's Weird Wednesday with Mr. Striebel. All right, we bring him in now, our guest, Isaac Weishaupt, host of Occult Symbolism and Pulp Culture Podcast, also breaking social norms that he does with his wife, trying to explain occult symbolism to a, a quote, normie, uh, author of books such as Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, all about aliens, UFOs, and the occult, The Dark Path, and then Kubrick's Code, which goes through all the movies of Stanley Kubrick, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, A Clockwork Orange, uh, I wide shut that's that's the big one and then also he's appeared on podcasts such as tinfoil hat the confessionals the higher side chats and more uh let's go ahead and bring him in at illuminati eyes on x isaac weishaupt isaac my man thank you so much how you doing hey james and Anna, what's up thanks for having me on it's, it's a exciting time to be a conspiracy jerk and try to scare people about <laughs> aliens so i'm ready to get into it hey it is man 2024 has already turned into a weird year uh we'll get to a little bit more of that here in, in, in a moment but the reason i had you on isaac is th- this miami mall alien flap that, that happened or interdimensional beings or whatever you know you want to, to to categorize them as you know i had the nation in a tizzy at least uh on social media for a little while and you did a banger episode on the confessionals uh, about it. And it was what you had like, what, four or five guests that that, uh, that you guys had on that one? Yeah, Tony Merkel, uh, he's the host of the confessionals. He hit me up and we had a few people get together, you know, quote unquote experts, right? We're all sort of independent <laughs> researchers. Right. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, luckily, you know, for, for my part, I've been researching this stuff for, I mean, I don't even know how long. It's been, it depends on how you know, deeply researching it for uh, going on my 13th year now of blogging and podcasting about it. But prior to that, there was lots of books and, you know, pop culture interests. But, yeah, we um, we all kind of contributed different elements of this thing. And for me, I study the occult, which just means the hidden, which uh, all those things are manifesting into reality now. And we're seeing the world in this weird state of flux where people are trying to make sense of what's going on because, uh, you know, intuitively we know that the 
what we're being told doesn't really make sense with what we understand. Mm-hmm. The Miami Mall was just one incident of many that people, they, they don't trust and they don't believe the mainstream institutions anymore. And they look to people like like me, the independent researchers who try to make sense of this stuff. Absolutely. Well, Isaac Weishaupt with us, a host of Occult Symbolism and Pulp Culture. Check that out wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, wherever. He's all over the place. Uh, okay, so Isaac, I, let, let's dive into this a little bit here. Uh, the, the Miami episode, uh, if, if people that, that you know don't follow this stuff closely, it might have been the really the first time that they saw something like this, where there's these stories of these interdimensional beings or these ETs or whatever kind of showing up and popping up where there's stories around the world and even more in the United States. Uh, you had the Las Vegas uh, incident. I don't know if you remember that or not, where you had the family uh, say they saw some entities in their backyard. The police showed up. They're like eight, 10 foot beings as well. Then you have what's going on in Peru uh, in, in that small town, in that village where you have the quote face peelers and other spots in South America. Uh, what, what's odd to me, Isaac, is, you know, we we've been, seeing uaps or ufos for for decades now dating back to the you know 40s 50s and sometimes beyond if you want to get that far back but now it's, it's like this weird phenomenon where we're seeing actual entities on a more consistent basis it's just not okay look what's in the sky or or you know i, I had an abduction episode and it was it was you know just one person now it's entire groups of people that are seeing these things popping in and out do you have any explanation as to why now it seems like this is more of a prevalent thing where people are seeing these entities in in, in, in large groups. Well, we're experiencing a very strange moment in history where we've got this form of soft disclosure where finally, after all these years, the uh, the institutions, like the government, whatever, they're coming out and they're saying, hey, there's some uh, phenomenon and we're not really sure what's going on, when the reality is we all know that they do know what's going on because this is... Uh, this goes back to the 1947 with the Roswell crash, and of course everybody knows that you know the government, the Pentagon, and the Air Force they had all these programs like Project Sign and then Project Grudge and mm-hmm. then Project Blue Book that investigated this for 20, 30 years, and the official narrative was always, no, we never found anything, case closed, forget about it. And the reality is we're hearing about the secret government, the deep state, whatever you want to call this thing. It's a uh, another old trope in the world of conspiracy going back to my my red pill daddy is bill cooper from yeah. the 80s right <laughs> yeah but hold a pale horse yep yeah and and he he talked about all this stuff in the 80s he talked about the secret government and an alien agenda and and look i'll, I'll be honest with you i don't know where i stand on the belief in aliens i, I do know that i i buy into the idea that there's extra dimensional entities mm-hmm. um i i 100% believe in that but i don't know when you when you say oh there's these these beings that come from planet nibiru and they crash the <laughs> thing i i don't know about that right. I'm, a hard, I'm a hard sell but the um the interdimensional aspect is what it's all about and if you listen closely because and the only reason i and i'm not i'm not a prophet i'm not some genius i'm just a guy that paid attention for all these years i wrote right. a book uh, uh, James, you, you know, I wrote a book called The Dark Past back in 2017. I wrote yeah. about this book, and it was my first. And, and I'd always talked about aliens in all my books, going back to 2012. But this is I, I devoted a few chapters to it. And what was going on back then? NASA told you back then. The chief scientist she come out and said, "We're going to basically prove the existence of aliens by the year 2025." Yes, and you line that up with all this other stuff. I mean, there's not enough time to get into all of it today, but. 
the, what we're experiencing is is soft disclosure, and I, I don't know where they're going to take it. I do know that they like to use this stuff, uh, the anxiety that this produces, because whenever you have, I actually studied, um, I studied uh, systems engineering at Penn State, and yeah. what we talked about, there was a whole course about change agency, and how do you make change in an organization? Well, there's, a, there's this thing that we do as humans where we build this narrative, the social construct of the world we live in, and it's kind of baked in. And when you try to change something as fundamental as, oh, yeah, there's entities living in another dimension or another planet, that's very difficult. You yeah. have to slowly crack that nut, and it just takes a long time. And add on top of that, like they've been telling us the opposite for all these years. And I, and I know why they did that. They did that because, you know, theoretically it looks weak as a leader – to come out and say, hey, there's this thing, but we don't really know anything about it. Go about your day. Like, they can't do that. That causes chaos. I, yes. I could handle it. I think most <laughs> people probably could handle that and just say, oh, yeah, there are some weird, mysterious things about this world that we don't understand. I mean, that's the truth when you get into science, when you get into, uh, you know, they're still finding species of animals in the ocean and yeah. all this stuff. Right? Rainforests in the Amazon rainforests are still finding stuff all the time. Yeah, so it's not that foreign of an idea, but I think it puts it, it puts a lot of questions about uh, religion and the world, mm-hmm. which the uh, you know the the puppet masters have done a good job of creating in our minds. Because when they when they start cracking it, that's when there's going to be conflict and anxiety, and, and they're preparing our minds for a mass initiation, a, a ritual, if you will, paving a way to this new reality. And depending on who you listen to, uh, you know, Bill Cooper, he was saying that. This was the plan from the jump. They were going to do this to create a one-world government. Uh, you know, Ronald Reagan said it out loud at a speech at the yeah. UN and, and all this stuff. Um, so I, I don't know where they're heading with it. I, I certainly hope it's not down the Luciferian global government stage, but, I mean, that's been the warning for all these years, and all these other things are coming true. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not trying to be a fear monger, though. Like, I try to stay on the positive side of things. And right. Stay light. But, uh, you know, that is one one option for us, right? Isaac, I listened to a few of your podcasts last night and earlier today, and I came at it from a very skeptical um, place, but I was very impressed. It was very insightful. It didn't feel like you were necessarily pushing a narrative. You were just um, kind of explaining the research you've done. But I was just curious about your process. How do you differentiate what if a source is credible, if it's not? What does that process look like for you? You know, and it gets kind of subjective. Thank you for listening, by the way. But yeah. um, it, get, it gets subjective sometimes, and that's why when I present my information and, and my shows, I try my best not to get too soapboxy or opinionated. And I try to say, look, here's the books. I'm, you know, I, I'll read the source material. I'll go right to the books. Um, sometimes I get inspiration from uh, people make viral videos on TikTok or YouTube. Uh, sometimes my wife sends them to me. She's like, what do you think about this? And, and I'll start going down that rabbit hole and researching the source material, the source document. And if it if it looks legit in the sense of it's not just some other conspiracy theorist saying it without proof, mm-hmm. then I'll say, okay, maybe there's something here, right? Like for instance, I just I just finished recording a um, I, I don't have a release yet, but I just recorded a uh, a dive into the Book of Enoch, which, which I, is part I, of the dead. I saw that. Sorry to interrupt. I saw that today, Isaac, on your uh, Instagram story, and I just want you to know how like geeked out and pumped I am <laughs> that you dive into the Watchers, the Nephilim, the Book of Enoch. I, I can't wait for that. Sorry, that was that was just. Uh, yeah. it, I just had to jump in and interject that. That's uh, continue, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's an interesting topic, and it's something I've been I've been I've been casually. You know, my, my world is crazy. Like I, I casually research things, 
and I have this massive, like, four-word Microsoft Word document, and I kind of update notes as inspiration hits or whatever's happening. And um, the Book of Enoch is a, a subject I've been interested in for over a year now, and I'm and um, yeah, I was going to make it like a multi-part series, but because of the Miami Mall thing, everyone started talking about shape-shifting entities and yeah. the Nephilim. Uh, you know, the Nephilim, of course, being the, the from the Bible. Um, the Book of Enoch talks about all these things, and when you get into the Book of Enoch, which uh, I just, like I said, I just recorded a, it's just like a one-hour episode explaining it. I, I go to the source material, like let's read the Book of Enoch, and then I gave d- various interpretations from, uh, you know, the Orthodox Church, uh, Damian Eccles, who oh, you know yeah. is an occultist, yeah, um, you know, and so West on and so forth. Multiple angles. Because go ahead, sorry, he yeah. was the West Memphis Three, right? Damian yeah, Eccles, that's right, West yeah. Memphis Three, yep. yep. Yeah, and 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 um, you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to get side tangent, but I, I provide I provide commentary and opinions from multiple angles because I myself I identify as a Christian, but as James knows, like I'm not I'm a very lukewarm Christian. I, I, <laughs> right. you, could, you could convince me otherwise, real easy. Like right now, yeah. I'm studying Buddhism because I find a lot of uh, inspiration in that. Yeah, but, but I'm not I'm not these occultists and these people doing ritual magic and stuff. Like I don't. My religion tells me not to do that, and this goes back to the Book of Enoch, right? Mm-hmm. And and what we're talking about when you get into the Book of Enoch, this is again. Uh, let, let me provide a little a little couple minutes on this. Sure, go ahead. One major one major finding: the, the Book of Enoch was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Okay, yes, and it's referring to Enoch, who was Noah's great grandfather, and this is a guy who's talked about in the Book of Genesis. They say that Enoch was taken by God up to be with God because he was such a great guy. Whatever. And the the Book of Enoch, when you dig into the Dead Sea Scrolls, which were found from 1947 to somewhere in the 50s, these books tell the story about how there were these fallen angels called the Watchers who were who fell from the heavens. They made a they made, they took a, a curse, a blood pact, came to Earth because they want they couldn't resist the uh, the human women so bad. This is my interpretation. They couldn't resist the human women so much. And they're like, we got, we got to get down there. Yeah. So they were like, let's get kicked out of heaven. I was like, okay, here we go. And, and it's funny because when I'm researching that, I'm, uh, my wife reads these, uh, I'm trying to find a term to use on the radio, these like romance novels about supernatural stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, romance well, and supernatural stuff. I like that. That's I'm a great combo. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to understand it. So I'm reading quarter thorns and roses or whatever it is but um the, those books the, the book of enoch is basically like the first you know supernatural romance novel when you read it it's these guys these angels with wings that come to earth they procreate with the women and they create this race of giants called the nephilim and you can read about it in the book of genesis yeah they briefly mention it and they say well that's why god made the first flood and noah was saved and blah 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 but um What's interesting, when you understand the realm of the occult, and when I say the occult, I'm talking about, you know, it's a Latin term that means hidden. We're talking about uh, forbidden arts um, that are talked about in the Book of Enoch. We're talking about uh, conjurations, divination, ritual magic, manifesting reality, which is a lot of New Age stuff that you see commonplace today. Um, But um, what the story of Book of Enoch tells us is the Watchers came down, they procreated, made the Nephilim, God was God was mad at that. He's like, this is an abomination because they taught the, the human race all these nasty things, and they're doing all this forbidden, um, 
you know, nasty business. They're, they're, they're procreating and doing all this crazy stuff and doing magic. And he's like, I'm not having that. And they, oh, and cannibalism too. They were doing cannibalism. Oh yeah. The Book of Enoch. Yikes. And so they sent the flood and, and, and whatever. Right. But what's interesting is that when you fast forward from, you know, we're going pre pre uh, deluge all the way to the 1500s. Here comes a guy named John D. He's a magician. Oh yeah. Astrologer. For uh, Queen Elizabeth the First, you know, you, you probably know who he is, right? Yep, yep. James, um, John D was very good at what he did. He he did all these rituals with another guy, um, Edward Kelly, but they they made contact with entities through all these magic rituals, and they transcribed a language. They called it the Enochian language, referencing Enoch, right, from the Book of Enoch, mm-hmm. and from that, and I'm I'm overly simplifying all of this from that. Fast forward a couple hundred years, a guy named Joseph Smith uses the Enochian language to summon an, an angel, he called it, Moroni, and that's what found the foundation of the LDS uh, Mormon religion is. Yep. Then you fast forward another 50 years, a guy named Aleister Crowley comes along. He's doing all these magic rituals, again, using the Enochian tablet, this Enochian language, doing, uh, he called it the Amalantra working. He was up in, uh, I guess, Rhode Island. Yeah. And he channeled <laughs> Lamb in 1918. He channeled, look, people Google this, look up Lamb, L-A-M. It means the way or the path. And Crowley channeled this entity and he drew it and it's a gray alien. It's a, got a big head and the big eyes and all that stuff. Yep. This is 1918. Then uh, from there, uh, you know, 30 years later, 1946, Jack Parsons, the guy who founded JPL, which is the predecessor to NASA. Again, massive sort of rabbit hole. Yo, yeah, he, he's a whole thing unto, his, unto himself, kind of like Crowley as well. Oh, honestly, all these characters are. All these characters oh, you yeah. can do deep dive books into in, in, in series-long podcasts on all these individuals. Yeah, and, and, and it's well worth it, right? Like, I I, um, I I did a Jack Parsons deep dive with my on my uh, Breaking Social Norms podcast. We did three episodes on it. Because uh, we watched Strange Angel, and I thought, okay, well, it's, now's a good time. Let's get into Jack Parsons. Because <laughs> Marjorie Cameron, his consort, the, who he he deemed the um, uh, the lady again, of I'll the night it. of Babylon. Yes, there you go, there you go. Good one, James. The, <laughs> Thank you. The lady of the night of Babylon. She she has a much more interesting story. I I did. Um, I, there's a book called The Wormwood Star. Uh, she's actually much more fascinating than Jack Parsons. But really, I digress. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I did a three-parter on her, but that was, uh, that was on my Patreon feed back in like 2017. I'll have to dig for but, that because I'm a Patreon now, so I got I to gotta oh, dig through your man. library. There you go. I'm not a <laughs> free feed loser, Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No love for the free feed losers. losers. They get nothing. That's <laughs> they get nothing. <laughs> yeah, I watched too much 80s wrestling growing up, so I always liked the heels, like Ric Flair and stuff. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> my wife's like, my wife's like, you got to stop calling them losers. I was like, no, they're losers. I put them in their place. They love it. <laughs> yeah, I just kidding. Of course, I'm joking. I, I appreciate anyone who listens. Um, <laughs> but Jack Parsons, this is where things get super interesting. In 46, he does the Babylon working ritual, and um, his whole his whole jam was he was trying to manifest the, the Antichrist with this with this woman. And he, again, used the Enochian language in a, in a ritual. But this is when things got real interesting, because at the same time, we had these, the Trinity bomb testing, the atomic bomb mm-hmm. testing. And that w- there was actually a uh, Trinity UFO crash. A lot of people don't know about it. That was the first retrieved crash in America. It was before Roswell. Yeah. Uh, I interviewed uh, Jacques Vallée and uh, Paolo Harris 
she they wrote a book on it and I interviewed her and uh, fascinating read. But anyways, the, the the one theory this magician Kenneth Grant claims that the Trinity the, the first atomic bomb testing opened a, thinned a veil. It opened up a portal of so, of sorts, and that's what started the big sort of UFO sighting stuff that that's been going on since the forties. But how interesting is it that Parsons does this ritual? We start getting UFO crashes like Roswell mm-hmm. in forty seven, and then all of a sudden, think about this: we're talking um, hundreds of years, and they finally find this this Book of Enoch in the same year, nineteen forty seven. Oh, Where's I Enoch? never made that. Co- <laughs> oh, wow! Oh, you did, oh, Anna. I, you I didn't even make that. Co- and yeah. see, you, you're learning well. Oh, you're I'm making. Learn- I'm taking you're, notes. You're making connections faster than oh, I am. Man. Wow! I'm okay. freaking out. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah, that's, that's it's it's you know, and, and I feel like because I'm I'm people know I'm super into Twin Peaks. I only started yes. watching it a year ago, but I can't stop, and I can't help but think that there is I don't know a cyclical pattern we go through. I think they call it like samsara in Buddhism. It's like this cyclical pattern. And it's like, are we just going down this same path of mm. retrieving this forbidden arts or technology? Because in the Book of Enoch. I don't have the phrase off the top of my head. I just said it when I recorded my show, but there was a there was a phrase from the Book of Enoch where God talked about how the reason He destroyed man was something to do with how uh, you know there was a danger of man being uh, you know no longer being on the face of the earth. Right. That didn't make sense to me because I said, "Then why would you send a flood and kill off ninety nine point nine percent of man if yeah. that was your concern?" I don't think that was a concern. I think the concern was we were getting too technologically evolved and we were going to birth a new species. Oh. What is happening today? AI. We've got this AI thing exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm starting to get to the close to pounding my desk over here. You know, I don't, I'm trying to keep it chill. But that's that's the, the trans the transhumanism movement. And that's yeah. The uh, defined many years ago that it has to do with a uh, post-human movement and it's oh. about mankind and, and that's what Diana Pasolka's book I just interviewed her a few months ago oh and, great a great book uh, American Cosmic fantastic I'm going to read Encounters soon but oh, yeah dude. highly recommend yeah. American Cosmic changed my mind about a lot of things yes and, and that's what this en- Encounters book there's, uh, there's sections of it where they talk about uh, and she puts it much more eloquently than I will right now but she talks about this idea that Somehow mankind were programmed to birth this new form so that, I don't know, we can die off and this new form is a much more perfect form, and that would be in the form of AI or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's all very unnerving when you, when, you, when you start digging into it. And my, my challenge now, because cause I'm already sort of, I've seen enough that I'm like, okay, there's something like this going on here. There's, there's, a, there's a disclosure going on where they're trying to, they're trying to make us understand that this is an interdimensional thing. And I say that because the whistleblower, David Grush, who's making all the rounds on Joe Rogan and all these shows. Oh, yeah. He's he, all he, over the place. He was the, you know, the congressional yep. uh, whistleblower guy, right? Yep. He testified in Congress. Uh, he could go to prison if he's lying. <laughs> right. He, he said, um, if you listen to his interviews, he says there's a quantum physics angle to this. And, yeah. and it's not highlighted by a lot of people, but he says it. And I think um, Congressman, I think her name is Luna, just two days ago or something like that, she, I think she was the one that went into a skiff with him to discuss yes. aliens and crap. Yeah, it and was her. I, I, Post-skiff, post she said something, again, she, she said the same thing. She said something about it being an interdimensional thing, not an extraterrestrial thing, you know? 
which I buy more than than the extraterrestrial thing because it, you, you think of the vastness of you know space in the universe and you know just our galaxy within itself and just you know how how physically it doesn't work out where interdimensionality you know it, that that sounds even more far fetched but when you like you said you break it down to the quantum physics of things it, at least there's a scientific basis of how it can happen instead of you know going from here to Alpha Centauri seems completely impossible if you break it down to quantum physics and, and interdimensionality and bring those things into it. it it, it's a little more palatable, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's, and the science behind it, I think, is is simply ritual magic. These forbidden hmm. arts, the Watchers and the Nephilim were using, because they're trying to manifest the reality. And I think there's there's something to that, right? Like I like I, I'm picking on. Uh, we talked about New Age, and I'm picking on Law of Attraction and manifestation. Well, like I mean, the I use those practices on some level. You know, in, positive thinking does good things for us. I haven't you mentioned as well um, how kind of celebrity or Hollywood can kind of be uh, kind of magicians now? They're yeah, kind of yeah, tuned I, into that. Yeah, they're they're the modern day they're they're the Roman pantheon of gods and goddesses and, and they, creating they reality. Of, yeah, yes, they, they, and they facilitate. So I'll give you an example uh, related to the Miami thing. If you if you take the coordinates of the Bayside Miami Mall and inverse them, uh, I think it's like, I could be off, it's like 24 degrees by negative 81 degrees or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you flip it so it's negative 81 and 24 degrees something. You, fl- you flip them and it takes you to Antarctica. And that's very interesting. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the inversion. And, and this goes back to H.P. Lovecraft. And he was, he was a, an author of Cosmic Horror. Yeah. And he wrote a bunch of stories um, that inspired many movies. Like uh, John Carpenter, who I, I absolutely adore, wrote, he did three movies called the Apocalypse Trilogy. Yeah, which is the, the Thing in the Mouth of Madness and Prince of Darkness, right? That's right. Man, you're good, James. Yeah, good. thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so yeah. the, the Thing is about how they find this crashed UFO in Antarctica and, you know, it unleashes all this stuff. And the and that's inspired by H.P. Lovecraft, a story called At the Mountains of Madness. Mm-hmm. And then, side note, Bob Lazar also said that, I think it was on Joe Rogan's show or Jeremy Corbell's documentary, that the U.S. government, he had read that the U.S. government found craft, you know, 10 million years old or something right. in Antarctica. And then also that's where uh, the uh, the German Nazi party yeah. were screwing around oh yeah yeah Yeah, they're doing all kinds of nefarious things there so do you think maybe whatever was seen in my like they just got the coordinates mixed up or something well there's there's an idea like uh there's a weird concept uh it's a hermetic concept called as above so below and it and it could be like it's a I don't know. I'd be totally going out on a limb trying to guess what, why that would be. But there's there's like this inversion of reality thing. And like, maybe, you know, maybe the, the microcosm was Antarctica and the macrocosm was Miami and they're connected through a portal or somehow. I I don't know. I'd be guessing. (laughs) But, but, but let me tell you how the Hollywood manifests reality real quick. The, 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 uh, in the mouth of madness, which is the, another, the, the third, film in that apocalypse trilogy it's about how there's this writer who creates reality through his typewriter he's creating stories that manifest into real life and i think that's what a lot of these magicians believe in and i think 
that's what you see in a lot of Hollywood films is them trying to create their own new reality. That's what the news does. The news does, mm-hmm. they're manufacturing reality, consensus reality, and saying, hey, this is the thing that happened today. Isn't it crazy? Because he shouldn't do that or whatever. Like, they're trying to convince, they're trying to create the reality, and then people watch it, they get all fired up, because then, then they talk to someone who saw the, the other side of the spectrum's news, and then they argue about, they're like, no, you know, that's not how it went. And they're like, yeah, it is. That's how it went. And, you know, it, it's just this, this, uh, the sort of divisive battle we go through, and, and that's what we're dealing with. Everything is trying to fight for their version of reality, and the Internet sort of democratized things, and uh, we're trying to settle all this out right now. Well, Isaac, man, I could talk to you for hours and hours. I think Anna could, too. Um, but before we let you go, I, I know you're going to be looking uh, at the Super Bowl halftime show. Isaac always does. Oh. Uh, since we're a sports-centric show, Isaac always does a Super Bowl halftime uh, episode of his podcast where he kind of deconstructs the occult symbolism that we see in the halftime show. Usher is the uh, performer this year. Isaac, anything specific that you're, you're, like, you're going to be clued into when Usher takes the stage here in a few weeks of the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always oh, I'm overlooking for Super Bowl things. Uh, you know, it is curious his connection to Diddy and Diddy's in hot water right now. Oh yeah, I, I'm curious to see where that goes, uh, but we'll see. I don't know. You know, sometimes it's very mundane and not much goes on, but we'll see. All right, Isaac. Uh, anything else you want to plug before we let you go, man? Uh, I, I, the, any, and we're looking for the Enoch podcast coming up soon. Uh, anything you're working on, uh, author wise, or anything else you want us yeah. to look out for, buddy? Yeah, and yeah. Pe- people, get up there and subscribe to my show. It's Occult Symbolism and Pop Culture. And uh, like I said, we're going to drop uh, an episode about the Book of Enoch, a deep dive into John D, a two-hour deep dive into John D. Because uh, I think people need to catch up on the alien agenda so they know they at least know can make the decision of which. Which version of reality they want to live in, and then I got two books on Amazon, and uh, I self-narrated it on Audible. Uh, usually losing one and two, the Alien books. Yeah, and then um, I, I'm working on, I'm trying my best to work on a show because I, I look, I got kicked off of YouTube a long time ago because <laughs> I was talking about symbolism on Taylor Swift's music videos. Uh oh. And so she's been in my sights a long time, and now that she's hanging out with this Travis Kelsey, because I just started watching football this year for the first time in like 20 years. I haven't watched it in so long. And um, I'm trying to I'm trying to piece something together. So I need people to follow because I'm going to come up with something. I got I got to keep digging. I got to find some juicy bits. But uh, I, I think there's some uh, coordination there of that relationship. Oh yeah. And uh, I, I don't I don't trust it. But anyways, yeah. Follow, uh, subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Isaac Weishop. Good luck spelling it. And uh, yeah, thanks guys. Appreciate it. All right. Thank, thank you, you, Isaac Weishop. We appreciate the time. Awesome as always. Uh, how was that, Anna? Uh, we have to talk about sports after that. Yeah. I can't. We're gonna, we're I can't. Gonna, we got to talk about Brock Vandergriff. I'm going to have a breakdown. Tyler Barron and uh, looking at the transfer portal. I don't think uh, I can. Oh, we can. We, like, Brock might be an alien. We don't know. We don't know what Mark Brock Stoops Vandergriff is. Mark is creating a reality. <laughs> You know, Mark Stoops is creating a reality where Kentucky football is in a perpetual perpetual seven-win mode. That's the reality of of Kentucky football. He's manifesting that. Manifesting seven wins every season. Liam Cohen is manifesting NFL jobs. (laughs) We never got to ask him the the Tom Cruise question either because we we can do – we'll have him on again. I'm in a catatonic state right now. Her mind is spinning. No, like I need to be hospitalized right now. (laughs) You'll be okay. You want to read a couple texts here before we take a break? Take a a breath here. I'll get a coffee. Uh, okay, here we go. Texture. Uh, I do kind of like the idea of getting 
getting it on with an alien, though, that's something you can brag about for years. Texture. Okay, we're shutting down the text line now. <laughs> would, girls, okay. would girls be more interested in this stuff now that the books have relations to <laughs> texter make sure he draws his podcast name again i'm into this he did occult symbolism and pop culture uh check that out again wherever you get your uh get your uh, podcast or look after uh, always fun to do a weird wednesday uh texter not sure i believe like you do but the way more interesting than talking louisville basketball thank you for today's show and not talking louisville basketball oh, we're gonna talk Maybe louisville basketball was put there by <laughs> sources by sources yeah He's, yeah, he's working he's in occult magic he uh, could be, on the court. He could be AI, for he, all that we know. He could be AI. We don't know. Texts are extraterrestrial to me seems more palatable because of the vastness of space. The interdimensional angle seems less palatable to me without more evidence. Fair enough. Texter, y'all know that was from like eight years ago that must be uh that, that must have been for the other show uh unless there was you know something else going on all right good stuff for the text line a lot of text coming in let's go ahead and take a break oh texture isaac is legit the best thank you uh always seem to have good reviews whenever isaac comes on so good stuff yes uh, appreciate him very much all right let's take a break on the other end we're going to talk uh i mean brom got a, a big deal in the portal yesterday i mean a really really big deal i don't like to kind of poo poo things sometimes because of Louisville football but no it's a big one uh brock van Riff, he has his thoughts on Liam Cohen, and I, I, I don't, I do know what to make of them, and I'm gonna see what Anna makes of them, and then closer look at the portal and exactly what is Louisville and Kentucky doing there. That more Kendrick Haskins at four o'clock, uh, but guys, I mean, erectile dysfunction is something that people deal with, and look, it, it can be difficult. It's a hit to the ego. Uh, it can be difficult on your relationship with your with your significant other. Uh, it, it can, you know, low confidence and, and just you know, you don't feel like you're a man sometimes, and, and but it's nothing to be ashamed. 